I'm Scott Hervey from Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Josh Escovito from Weintraub Tobin. The Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts has filed its opening brief before the Supreme Court, urging the court to reverse the Second Circuit in the fair use decision. That's what we'll be discussing on this installment of the briefing by the IP Law Blog. As we promised, we've been keeping an eye on Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts versus Goldsmith, the copyright fair use case currently before the Supreme Court. And the Andy Warhol Foundation recently filed its opening brief. That's right. The brief was filed on June 10, 2022, urging the Supreme Court to overturn the Second Circuit's ruling that found that Andy Warhol's artwork didn't make fair use of a photograph of Prince. The Warhol Foundation said that the Second Circuit's reading of what makes a work transformative was cramped and would harm the art world and the creation of future works. According to the Foundation, the Second Circuit sharply broke from Supreme Court precedent when it concluded that a series of Prince images by Warhol were not a transformative use of the source material. The Foundation also argued that the Second Circuit made this straightforward case complicated by applying its own novel approach that looked at visual similarities and found that courts are forbidden from trying to figure out the meaning of the latter work. That seems to conflict with the Supreme Court's uh, 94 ruling in Campbell versus Acuff Rose Music, where the court held that a work is transformative if it has a different meaning or message from the pre-existing work, which is logically impossible to discern if you are forbidden from trying to figure out the meaning of the latter work. Seems logical to me. Uh, the foundation's opening brief reiterated my issue or our issue with the Second Circuit's ruling and argued that it would have an enormous practical consequence and would chill First Amendment expression, both of which would be contrary to the spirit of the Copyright Act itself. In other words, artists would be reluctant to build off of older works to offer new creative messages if their works will not be protected and cannot be displayed or sold. According to the foundation, the Second Circuit's ruling, if affirmed by the court, would overturn decades of settled expectations. Not only that, the foundation argued that the Second Circuit's ruling could put a number of existing works that were based on the older interpretation of transformativeness in the crosshairs of copyright infringement litigation. This is one of the more significant Supreme Court copyright cases in recent years, and it is giving the court an opportunity to confirm that the Copyright Act does provide protection for creatives and that it incentivizes creativity. That's right. And while I'm sure the Goldstein brief will sing a different tune, uh, you know, that raises another interesting question that I just don't know the answer to because I, I personally have never had it come up. But Presumably, some of these works that have been created uh, based upon prior works and which were deemed to have constituted a transformative use and therefore fair use uh, occurred years ago. So presumably a statute of limitations to the extent that a cause of action exists would have long since run. I suppose the legal question would be, does that statute start to run uh, before a claim you know, a claim under the law, I suppose, because if the law were, or if the Second Circuit's ruling here were upheld uh, and made this the law of the land, 
that cause of action would presumably exist for the first time. So I, I do wonder, you know, what sort of statute of limitations issue this would raise. It, it could create some litigation on that issue. Well, I mean, it would create a lot of chaos. Um, most of most copyright practitioners, when looking at these kinds of cases, at least in California, right there, um, they're incorporating the Ninth Circuit's holding, and they are looking at you know the holding of um, uh, Campbell versus Acuff, Rose, the Pretty Woman case, and are looking at the the and applying the older analysis of transformativeness, different meaning or message, and if that's thrown out on its ear, uh, and we then kind of look at fair use with more of a focus on like like media, right? Like the type of medium used to express the idea as opposed to the message, it's gonna just cause a lot of chaos with works that were previously cleared that now may not be cleared and you know might be subject to lawsuits. Uh, it's, it, this definitely needs to be resolved. And um, I, I will be very interested, Josh, and hopefully you'll cover it uh, when uh, Goldstein um, submits her brief. Uh, it'd be very interesting to, to see where they're coming from. We'll definitely cover that once that's submitted. And for those of you uh, keeping track of this case at home, the oral argument was just announced for October 12th. So get it on your calendars. I know you all can't wait. <laughs> I know, I know I'll be watching. Um, thanks for sharing, Josh. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and to our podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, please check out our back episodes and visit us at theiplawblog.com. <laughs>